0: Steve Nerlich, Cheap Astronomy. Hey, Cheap Astronomers. It's time for another Astronomy Without a Telescope. Once again, read by Julia. Hope you like it.
1: Hi, this is Julia, helping out Steve Nerlich while he's off doing his PhD. And here's another Astronomy Without a Telescope, Alien Mining. Recently, Some researchers speculated on what types of observational data from distant planetary systems might indicate the presence of an alien civilization. They determined that signs of asteroid mining would be worth looking for, although they concluded that such activity would be difficult to distinguish from natural phenomena. Currently, apart from a radio or other wavelength transmission carrying artificial and presumably intelligent content, It's thought that indicators of the presence of an alien civilization might include 1. Atmospheric pollutants, like chlorofluorocarbons, which, unlike methane or molecular oxygen, are clearly manufactured rather than just biogenically produced. 2. Propulsion signatures. Remember how the Vulcans detected humanity in first contact, or at least they decided we were worth visiting after all, despite all the I Love Lucy reruns. 3. Stellar engineering, where a star's lifetime is artificially extended to maintain the habitable zone of its planetary system. 4. Dyson spheres, or at least their more plausible offshoots, such as Dyson swarms. And perhaps add to this list asteroid mining, which would potentially create a lot of dust and debris around a star on a scale that might be detectable from Earth. There is a lot of current interest in debris disks around other stars, which are detectable when they are heated up by the star they surround, and then radiate that heat in the infrared and submillimetre wavelengths. For mainstream science, debris disk observations may offer another way to detect exoplanets, which might produce clumping patterns in the dust through gravitational resonance. Indeed, it may turn out that the presence of a debris disk Strongly correlates with the existence of rocky terrestrial planets in that system. But now, going off the mainstream, presuming that we can eventually build up a representative database of debris disk characteristics, including their density, granularity, and chemistry derived from photometric and spectroscopic analysis, it might become possible to identify anomalous debris disks that could indicate alien mining activities. For example, we might see a significant deficiency in a characteristic element, say iron or platinum, because the aliens had extracted these elements. Or we might see an unusually fine granularity in the disk because the aliens had ground everything down to fine particles before extracting what they wanted. But aren't we just anthropomorphizing by assuming that intelligent alien activity will be anything like human activity? Surely it's just as plausible that if the aliens really are technologically advanced enough to undertake asteroid mining, they would do it with efficient techniques that would not leave any debris behind. The gravity of Earth makes it easy enough to just blow up big chunks of rock to get at what you want, since all the debris just falls back to the ground and you can sort through it later for secondary extraction. Following this approach with an asteroid would produce a floating debris field that might represent a risk to spacecraft, as well as leaving you without any secondary extraction opportunities. Better to mine under a protective canopy or just send in some self-replicating nanobots, which can separate out an enriched chunk of the desired material and leave the remainder intact. If you're going to play the alien card, you might as well go all in.
0: And that was the article. Thanks, Julia. Commentators generally agreed that the authors of this paper might not have fully thought through just how asteroid mining would be done. And a mining process that created vast clouds of debris probably isn't something we should expect of any genuinely intelligent aliens. We also got on to talking about the idea of boring out the centre of a rocky asteroid and turning it into a spacecraft. That way you get a ready-made radiation shield without having to launch anything from your home planet and perhaps you could extract hydrogen and oxygen fuel from the asteroid substance to make rocket fuel. And if all that's possible, perhaps you could start rock hopping using one hollowed-out asteroid to fly to the outskirts of the next star system and then grab one of its asteroids and then continue your journey with a new spacecraft and a new fuel supply. Cool. As it happens, in our solar system, we have a moderate collection of asteroidal dust which produces the zodiacal lights, which is a dim glow of light from the night sky, usually preceding dawn or following dusk the lights generally appear as a faint glowing triangle pointing directly along the ecliptic, the path of the sun in the daytime sky. Zodiacal lights are thought to be reflected light from dust which is orientated along the main orbital plane of the solar system which is why the light appears to collect around the ecliptic. But it's very very faint So you really need dark skies without any light pollution and even if just the moon is up, forget it. Because zodiacal light from the sun is scattered off the dust in the mid-plane of the solar system on most places on Earth, unless you're near the equator you will only see the light in the eastern or western sky. But if you are near the equator, you can see it as a band of light stretching across the whole sky. And you might like to know that when a glow of light is seen from an area of the sky directly opposite the sun's position, say, at the midpoint of the ecliptic at midnight, that glow of light is called the Gegensheen. The source of the dust that creates the zodiacal light and the Gegensheen is a bit of a puzzle, since small dust particles can't just sit around forever when they are being constantly pummeled by the solar wind. In our solar system, this dust is thought to be replenished by the occasional glancing collision of objects in the asteroid belt and also by a steady stream of comets that come through the inner solar system we're pretty sure that none of it, sadly, arises from alien mining. But as we start to become more familiar with other stellar systems and their dusty contents, we have already begun to use the term exozodiacal lights. So I'd like to think that there's an alien consciousness out there somewhere, staring up at its homeworld skies at midnight, admiring its exogegen sheen anyway thanks for listening see you next week steve nurik cheap astronomy